and welcome to episode... I don't know. Uh, like 11, I think. No, it's later than that. Of Who the Fuck is Delia? The podcast where we uncover the lives of the creative who might not just yet be losing their shit on camera because they don't know what a hog roast is. It's a pretty niche reference. It's not niche. It's not niche. It's not niche if you know what I'm referencing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in if you know what Shell's referencing. <laughs> so this week we've got with us Alex Dopp, as hello, always. Hello, 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 hello. We've got my good old self. George is with his car this week. <laughs> T is currently driving down the M6, I think. and Or is he in London? I don't know. We're going to see him tonight, though. We are. We're going to see You'll him. be listening to this about two weeks after a San Volo gig that went off, and it was amazing. And thanks for everyone for being there. You know, now we're, we're signed to Decca yeah. and we're the biggest thing in the world, so it's fine. Right, don't pander to Decca. We want the other people to still be interested, don't we? But joining us this week, we have a lovely guest, Mr. Mike Britt. How you doing, Mike? Buongiorno, buongiorno. Buongiorno. Yeah, so apparently you're a bit nervous. I'm beside myself. I've been sick <laughs> twice. <laughs> you're like a drummer just about to go on stage at Wembley or something. That's like, it. I think Joey Jordison from Slipknot used to do that, like throw up before every gig. Yeah. And you get like American football players who do the same thing, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard that. I think I've, I've been sick before, but I think my kidneys would go before I was actually like oh, physically right. ill. Yeah. yeah, fair. Your kidneys? It's a weird sensation, but it happens in the back of my body and I just kind of feel like I'm shutting down. And the, <laughs> apparently my body's like... Kidneys can go. <laughs> We're keeping the food. Kidneys can go. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. When you said kidneys will go, I thought you meant like you just start pissing yourself. No. But no, no. you mean like your actual kidneys yeah, hurt? Yeah, I can feel in the back of my body. Whoa, Whoa. mad. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, mental. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about two stressful experiences I had where I felt my kidneys go. I can't Please wait. Please do. Yeah. We'll, I can't we'll, wait. We'll get to it. All so, right. Okay. So um, to give the listeners a little bit of a... Uh, an, an overview a clue as to what's going on yep so we <laughs> we worked with you how many years ago now let's let's make ourselves be sick uh i think five five years ago i want to say five that's, um, oh, that's not that bad i thought we were no, gonna be I, into like I thought we were gonna <laughs> double be digits at this point no I, well i i first moved to the uk eight years ago okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so uh yeah between five okay. six maybe yeah but, but it's also spanned a couple of years right because we've done multiple things together yeah yeah, so you did our first whoa, ever. Whoa, 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 whoa! What does what does Mike do, Shell? Well, I'm about to get into that. So you did the first ever uh, photo shoot for uh, like the band that it was then. It's progressed a lot since then. Morphed. It's morphed since then, but you did those very first shots. Sure. So you are. Can I, is it is it right for me to say that you're primarily a photographer, but you dabble in other arts? No. Okay, go on, tell me. <laughs> I, I wish I had a really good answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. No one does. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I for the longest time, I was a photographer primarily. Okay. Um, and then I kind of moved into more uh, development. So I was doing a lot more oh. tech dev and I became like a real, like a real nerd in that sense. Uh, and I found, I, I reawoken, I guess, my love for technology. Mm -hmm. Oh, sick. Yeah. And, um, so I did a lot of web development and, okay. um, yeah, kind of that grew from there. Um, and I always kept the creative side up and running. Um, and recently, uh, while well, I was a, uh, a director of a company in Liverpool, they're one of Liverpool's fastest growing companies, which is really, Ooh, yeah. What is that? yeah, the company was called, and is still called uh, gas tag. 
and okay. it it screams excitement. It really <laughs> does. It really does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest with you, I, when I, when they first approached me for the role, I really wasn't interested whatsoever mm. uh, because it had to do with gas compliance. Uh, but I was I was enthused by the guys who got me on board, mm-hmm. um, and you know some some really exciting people. And I, I saw I saw gold un, under the idea. Um, so I worked for them for about three years, um, and last year they won a Lloyd's National Business Award, oh, which is sick. yeah. Which that was is, all because of you, obviously. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> saying that. Am I kidding? It's, it's definitely me. No, um, I, th- th- it was it was really. Br- I learned so much. Um, so were you doing were you doing their like website development, or were you? In other parts of the company as well, doing other stuff. So I was, my official title was the head of product. Okay. Yeah, so I looked after the whole product. Uh, and I started off by having some kind of dev background, some tech background on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also looked after all their design. I led the team of developers. I led the team of designers. Um, and I looked after the whole user experience, uh, as well as talk to everybody who'd use the product. So, yeah, it went from a very open, freelance, creative sense of me you know taking people's pictures uh to realizing that there was more i wanted to learn there was a puzzle i needed to solve down that route that's well cool yeah Yeah. so it was it was really interesting to do that and at the end of last year i realized uh i need to quit my job (laughs) (laughs) i'm done with that now yeah i mean they they won the award and and i was really proud and i was like this is this is fantastic and we left on really good terms i still talk to all the guys Mm -hmm. um but i realized that i needed to get back in touch with my creative side yeah, well, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's unusual because you are, you were, well, from what I know of working with you, you're a very, very creative person. Appreciate that. So I can imagine a a job of that kind of caliber eventually not annoying you, but be, just not being as fulfilling yeah. as what yeah. you might need. So for me, I think I took it almost like somebody was paying me to go to university, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, so like learning new skills kind of stuff. Yeah, so for me, those were business skills. And I think what I learned a lot of over there was um, how to learn from the good stuff, which we always do every day. You see something good and you're like, how do they do that? And you want to learn from that. Yeah. But what I what I more specifically learned was how to learn from bad stuff. So yeah. I could say like, I would never do that or oh wow, I'm glad I'm not paying for that mistake. Right. That's yeah, always yeah. the case, isn't it? You always learn from the stuff that... Is the that was just like the worst time or the the wrong thing or exactly. Well, if you don't learn from it, you don't progress. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. um, I you know I I heard a saying once that said you know make sure you're never the smartest person in the room, um, and working by yourself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, what yeah. do you really ask? I was just like looking, just at looking the, at your dog like, got <laughs> <laughs> any ideas? King of the castle, <laughs> king of the castle. Um, and yeah, so I think it got to a point where when I realized I wasn't the smartest person in the room, I was really happy because I was mm-hmm. looking at other people and I was like, okay, how do you do that? Like, I learned how to ask questions, which mm-hmm. I never thought was a good, like, you'd never really even question that skill. But yeah, right. Just yeah. knowing how to get your point across to somebody by asking them a question is such a great so skill important. to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So learning stuff like that, and every time they hired somebody new on board, I was like, what can I learn from you? Um, And it kind of got to a point where, at the end of the day, I still wasn't the smartest person in the room, uh, but I realized that, you know, the three years was really a really good, like, business university kind of thing, Mm -hmm. experience for me. So, yeah. That sounds quite, like, sounds quite clever to do that, actually. I've never thought about it that way. I think it's really interesting that you could, like, have your creative setup, and then a lot of people, me included, would say... When, once you make that decision to go more business uh, orientated or like 
whatever your path once you once you change that path to being something not creative you you view that as like the end like that's it i once i make that decision that is the door closed but it's the fact that you can finish your three years and then be like you know what i'm gonna go back to Mm. being creative again or i've learned all this that then benefits this other side of my life is really sort of i think that's a really valuable thing to know yeah Yeah. you know what i mean because you don't know it until you've done it like like you have you know so you've gone back into creative stuff now Mm. what what have you ventured back towards yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i seen on your instagram the other day that you were playing around with illustration and i was like this is going to be cool yeah, whatever this yeah. is is going to be cool so um there's there's a few different aspects mm-hmm. and and when i left i had this idea of exactly what i wanted right um and i started creating my own product mm-hmm. um i saw a gap in the market i spoke to people i did my research on it and i, I really had my little business hat on at that time <laughs> and um i was like great i'm gonna do this um, and I set up my own business mm-hmm. and I went through the, the rigmarole of doing that and I put designs down and I started developing it. And to be honest, it, it's still ongoing. Mm-hmm. But for two months solid, I was like like 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. nonstop. I was developing. I was I was deep in the <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. um, the stuff that I knew I flew through it and there was no stress whatsoever. But there was a lot that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I invested a lot of time into learning and a lot of stress. Like people underestimate that stress is an investment into something. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't long before I just completely burnt out. Yeah, I can and, imagine. And I was like, I can't even look at it. <laughs> like, like it would when i saw a single line of code i was like like get it away from me kind of thing and um, oh, really yeah so um i realized quickly that i should be um exploring things now that i've got an opportunity to nobody's holding an axe above my head mm-hmm. yeah why am i not learning songs on guitar why am i not practicing to draw because I, I always wanted to yeah uh, to draw since i was a kid like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be a comic illustrator yeah you know? that's it. um so why not? And so I, I, I picked up a bunch of things and some of them were really useful, like drawing illustration. You've seen some of them. Um, and one of my illustrations, um, like I, I was just basically copying off an image, uh, but for a game called Apex Legends, mm-hmm. uh, which is new and there's a lot of people playing that. Mm-hmm. And I liked one of the characters looks, so I drew it. And the developers of the game actually saw my drawing and featured in one of their advertising videos. Yeah, so it was. It was. I mean, it was on for us like a split second. But, but still, I'm pausing that. I'm screenshotting. <laughs> yeah. that, so get on me, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's been a lot of experimentation. I've done my first photo shoot uh, okay. recently. What and like, like oversaw the whole thing, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, 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 photo well. shoots before first photo shoot. You're, yeah, since, you're Mr. F- since, yeah, since, since, since coming oh, back. Yeah. I was like, I was like whoa. Like, Shelly, you've got the wrong Brits in. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> no, the reason I say that is because I took a very deliberate step away from photography. Right. right? Um, there was a part of my love for it that really died. And it came when I realized I wasn't taking honest pictures anymore. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and... I guess I could have got by, and I think a lot of people do get by, and this is not a criticism towards them whatsoever. I actually mm-hmm. applaud them for being able to take the step and say, it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with me, this is just what I do. Right, and okay. you know, and being able to make the distinction themselves, say, this is a picture that I'm taking from my heart, and this is a picture that I'm taking uh, because someone's paying me, and if you're lucky, it's both. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I got to the point where I was taking pictures of people, and they were like, just make me look perfect. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, like that was their, their, their view. And and I think what kind of killed me off a little bit was that I was doing it. You know, mm. and they, looked, yeah. they, they, they got those pictures back and they were like, oh, perfect. And I was like. But it's not you. Yeah, it's not you. And it's also like, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. I didn't care at all about those images. Right. Uh, whereas, like, when working with you guys, as a good example, I remember specifically the, sh- uh, the, the shoots I did with you, Shell, where we were driving the car and we had, like, your scarf flowing. In the wind. It was just like. It was such a like a cinematic moment, and I felt mm. like these were honest pictures. Mm. And more and above that, like you completely trusted me I did, with like, vision. That was probably partly because of my inexperience, though. I was like, yeah, right, we're bringing yeah. this guy on board. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna like control the show. <laughs> I, I get, it. but but you know, we look back on those now. I don't know if you have got the same sentiments as I do. Yeah. But I've got such a positive feeling about those I pictures. love those photos. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Every time I look back at them, I'm always like, I, I wish that, I, like, I want to use them for something else because they're so good. Yeah. And, like, they just caught this, like, perfect moment. It was. And I, I don't know if there's, like, some magic that kind of, like, ties that together or what, what it actually is. Mm. Um, but I think there's that trust. And maybe that's just my ego piping up, really. But there's that, there's that trust that you say, like, just just do your thing, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and a lot of times... I wish I could give that to other people. I wish people would embrace me giving that to them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's something like as simple as going for a haircut, mm. where I'm like, do the thing that you're good at. And yeah. like, are you proud of that, the haircut that you gave me at the end of the day? Yeah. And like nine out of 10 times, people just aren't, but they also don't care because they're not doing it from the heart. Are no, they? they're doing yeah. it for their pocket. I've felt like exactly. I've found recently that that's so interesting because we've been working with lots of different like artists and things at the minute doing our artwork and we're filming a video next week and I'm I've realized that I'm all for saying to someone here is our idea here is a vision but you're the expert so execute that in what way is creative to you because that's how it's going to be good yeah even if it's not exactly how I saw it I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be a good product because you've put heart into it. We've exactly. talked about this before on the show about people like relinquishing, like you, you have to relinquish some sort of control. Mm-hmm. So you get in, say we got your, yourself in for a, for a, a photograph or a, or a photo shoot. We, we, we're not just there to be like, stand there and take photos. It's a creative thing. Process. You have to go, okay, like you say, this is, this is the idea. This is the vision. However, I now need to take out of my, I need to let, let the control go with you because I've got you in as an expert in that field yeah. or maybe not an expert or maybe someone who's like a maverick in that field or, a, mm-hmm. or just someone who's, who's got that something that you don't yeah, have. And yeah. you have to let people do that to, for them to have that bit of magic, yeah. you know, and we've talked about it in production. We've talked about it in on video shoots. I'm sure it's the same in so many different yeah. areas where, you know, like you said about getting a haircut. I mean, I go to the hairdressers and go, well, when, when I do go to the hairdressers and say, I'm kind of thinking like this, but just do what you want. Yeah. And then yeah, you come yeah. out and it looks better than the times that you tell yeah. them what to do because yeah. <laughs> when you tell them what yeah. to do, it looks yeah. like shit. It's, it's, it's important to pick your team. Well, it does for me anyway. I think, mm. I think picking your team right is like, the the killer step because if you get that right you can relinquish that trust and you can just go there you go it's fine yeah so if you pick your team and i'm not just saying pick the best people i'm saying pick the people who you have a conversation with and you go ah there it is okay yeah, cool yeah. We, you get what i'm saying and that yeah. way the process is going to just be so smooth yeah so what? i think that's important am i allowed to ask what the product is oh my product yeah. that i'm working on 
Oh, so I'm I'm still learning how to pitch this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Go on, hit us with a few angles. Hit us oh, with like. Okay, no. Again, the, the reason is because the the subject matter isn't like super light and like just easily digestible. It's not like, hey, do you know, you know, do you want to get a haircut? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Show people what your haircut might look like. It's it, it's not as easy as that. So, okay. um, uh, the the product's called Requirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got one of those cool dot ly. Um, oh, we had a dot io. Oh, did you? Yeah, mm, yeah. Very fancy. I know. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> it turns out dot ly is from Libya. Okay. And so now, when people say, "Hey, where'd you get your do- domain?" I'm, I'm like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I'm like, <laughs> it's the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the idea behind Requirely is that. Uh, a lot of people talk different languages in business, right? Mm-hmm. So you start off with a napkin idea, and you hear about this all the time. Like I've got this idea to mm-hmm. uh, write down my, you know, my product on a napkin. And the problem is, by the time it actually gets delivered and developed by a team of developers, and you have business analysts along the way, and you've mm-hmm. got product owners along the way, and you've got project managers along the way, and all this stuff is super interesting, I know. Uh, <laughs> but you have like so many different people along the way who take that napkin. And they translate it and they create a more, you know, fluffy document out of that. And the next person takes it. And it actually becomes like a uh, like a string of, is it Chinese whispers? Is it like yeah. a broken yeah. telephone we used to say in South Africa? Yeah. Right. Um, which is strangely less racist. <laughs> <laughs> Why have we got that saying? Yeah, you guys aren't known for that. No, exactly. <laughs> how, how did you guys get around that one? Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and the bottom line is if you could find a way to trace from that napkin idea to the final delivered product. Yeah. The problem is, at the end of the day, when you actually get delivered as a CEO of a company or as a product owner of a company, when you get delivered the product and you say, show me that it does what it does, it's this whole rigmarole to actually get that uh, set up and you've got like Excel spreadsheets that track and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's really boring. <laughs> no, but that <laughs> sounds interesting that. because if somebody, surely then the person who had the initial idea would have more control about what's happening to their idea. Yeah. And that's like... St- that's exactly really what we've just spoken about, isn't it? Like, yeah, people taking your idea and Certainly. trusting those people to develop that. It, 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 there, there is a large part of that, but I think it's about actually just getting that language just right. So, um, I found a way to actually do that and mm. do it uh, quite effectively. Um, and now what I'm trying to balance is dipping my toes back into that business world and talking while still uh, keeping it creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's what's been nice is actually working on my own brand. Um, and, and making a lot of mistakes early on and actually just understanding actually how do I turn this around? How do I fix this problem? How yeah. do I, how do I keep myself excited about it? Yeah. Um, but in the, in, in the process of doing that, I've realized that I need to test this out. Um, and in order to do that, I need to work with small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in the process of working with some, uh, startups again, um, and using some of the principles that I've come up with. Uh, in order to test this out. And what's been really interesting is um, seeing how I needed to take, like, for example, working with an artist. Um, one of the biggest problems, I'd probably say the biggest problem with any artist that I ever worked with uh, is the concept of realization. Okay. Right? Um, and so many times, artists would be baking a slice of a cake. Right. Rather than baking a cake and selecting the best slice. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is you can't bake a slice of a cake. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, it's, and if you can, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> and you need to have a vision. You need to have an entire vision of that. And you need to slice out 
the right slice, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm serving that to you. Yeah. So a lot of times you look at bands like um, Arcade Fire is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. And, and their album, The Suburbs, mm-hmm. um, took a concept and they basically took little slices out of that concept and here's it from this angle, there it is from that angle. That's nice. And, and, and you could just tell the entire album had like a theme and it was so like yeah. well thought out. Mm-hmm. It's like a good movie that yeah. had the twist in mind like right from the beginning and you're like, wow, you had yeah. me towed along this entire time. If you rewatch it, you notice that. Yeah, yeah. And the, I love those movies where yeah. there's like details along the way. You're like, you really knew what you were doing every step along yeah. the way. So to, 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 to rewind that a little bit back to artists, I find a lot of times... Um, it starts with like a hook, right? You write like a cool riff or like a cool hook or something. You're like, this is good. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it isn't good, um, but things that are great have vision around them mm-hmm. and they're completely realized. Um, and a lot of the times it was um, up to me to sit down and somebody wanted a music video or somebody wanted a set of photos to say, actually, what's your vision over here? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to fit those movie details in mm-hmm. if you've just got... A hook or you've just got a track or something right. like that yeah and then it becomes difficult to say do i love what i'm doing right now you know what i mean right. like yeah. is my heart actually in this if you don't care if i care more than you do why I, am i doing it exactly yeah and and there's a, a band who you actually you guys brought up a while ago who i will not mention um but you did bring them up on the podcast yeah. uh, <laughs> who, who who sat me down to do a music video and i remember sitting down in, in their room uh, and the actor who was going to be in the music video and I were like riffing about this video. Yeah. And the band could not be less asked. Oh. Um, right. Okay. And we were just like talking all the ideas and eventually I just switched off to the whole thing. And what I should have said to them at the time was, guys, it looks like you got your heart's not in this and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this for you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll do this with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I just kind of let it fizzle out. Um, Okay, but to, to wind that back to what <laughs> to how this actually ties into to what I'm doing with small businesses okay. is that um, a lot of people don't have a vision about what they want to do. They've got this like overall arching like globe vision, right? Like, and it's going to be brilliant, and it's going to do this, and it's going to do that. But I'm like, okay, great. But what is steps in yeah, place. What does the slice of cake look like? Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so it's the 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 flip of that. A little bit of of a oh. flip on that. Where people like, and then I'm going to make this new thing. It's going to be like Facebook, except it's also going to be able to just like only cats can use it. And then, <laughs> you know, and then like cats can get food and like UPS are really interested. And you're like, okay, but what the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, so it's about that, as you said, that flip process. And how do you actually talk to people and understand like inverting that vision? And at the end of the day, it's that vision, right? And the communication that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you get into those like nitty gritty little things things start to make so much more sense as well when you start focusing on like i think i guess in a way we probably just through being like our band just through being in the same room together for long periods of time developed that naturally yeah but i could never explain that no i could never explain what that was or what happened i mean i think we probably started in the sense of like we probably started in looking at that slice, but then over the 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 period of our career, we've eventually developed our cake. Yeah, yeah. And that was probably just through us coming together and working through ideas yeah. and seeing what who we were as people and what yeah. we wanted to talk yeah, about yeah. and what we wanted to represent. But I could don't think I could ever break that down into how we did that and no. how even now yeah. I don't know if I could fully 
try to explain to somebody else how we communicate ideas because we just do (laughs) yeah but not only that not only yeah i agree with what you're saying but not just that we would be terrible or we are in fact terrible at just explaining what we're doing anyway like just putting that putting the idea forward not how we got to the idea i'm sure it'd be even worse at that Mm -hmm. but like that's part of the reason why the podcast started wasn't it because we we would had all these ideas you had all these slices of cakes that were well we'd like to think are all part of the same cake yeah yeah and then no one no no one knew that we had slices of cake yeah because we weren't yeah we, we didn't know how to how to flog it do you know yeah, not yeah. flog it but like no no it, you know it, what it, I mean? but it is in, in, in the classic sense mm. so i think the the trick at that point and i think if you, you guys get to that point where you realize actually we we know what we're doing. Mm. The question is, what does the icing on that cake look like? Because <laughs> I love this cake and how it's amazing. It's making me so hungry. Find me a topic that doesn't relate to cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So the question is, like, how do you dress that up so that somebody from a shop window goes, ooh, I'd love a slice of that carrot yeah. cake. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Oh, carrot cake. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. I was oh. thinking about Victoria's sponge. I was like, I'm not that into Victoria's sponge, but I'd eat it. Yeah. Now you've said carrot cake. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck i've got to get some cake <laughs> it's, it's like you know everybody's got their worst food yeah like some people don't like bananas and uh-huh. you're like how can you not like bananas mm. some people don't like peas mine's carrots really oh, yeah. You, just, yeah you just can't do them no Whoa. but carrot cake is just a different story that's isn't different it? have, though, you, isn't it? have yeah. you sliced the carrot up and dipped it in hummus at what point <laughs> am I eating hummus and at what point am I eating a carrot? You don't like hummus? No, no, I do. But oh. what I'm trying to say is, it's like people who say, oh, uh, love a good oyster. What you need is some Tabasco sauce, bit of a lemon on there, crack a half a, a pot of pepper on it and oh, delicious. And you're like, at yeah. what point am I eating an oyster? Am I just, like if you need Tabasco sauce, lemon and pepper to make it taste good, it probably doesn't taste that good. Mm, that's true, yeah. I, I hate oysters. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine scan, scanning all that through in your self-service checkout as well? And being yeah. like, Tabasco, yeah. oyster, <laughs> lemon. It looks like such an arsehole. Yeah. yeah, and also like even scanning an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just one singular oyster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 15 pounds. <laughs> Excuse me, Jerry. It's not going through. <laughs> Come around now. People are going to think it's me. You don't want to confuse the accents. <laughs> um, so that carrot cake's in the window then. Yeah. And do you want someone to buy it? Yeah. Or maybe, do you want them to buy the whole cake or do you want them to buy a bit of the cake? So you want them to know what they're getting themselves into. Right. Right. You, it's Sometimes it's nice if you, you, you see a band, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure what this is about. And you hear a song, you're like, wow, that's a bang of a tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's always going to be great. And I think the Spotify culture that we've got on the rise at the moment actually uh, advocates that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be, your single is going to be on a playlist or something along mm-hmm. those lines. And that's fine. But you often get bands where you just completely get it. You get the image, you get the sound, you you pick any song off any of the albums and you're like, ah, oh, that slots in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's part of a collective and you're like, ah, oh, you're furthering that vision. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's a tricky one to actually, to, 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 to give off because at the same stage, like you got to ask yourself, what, what's your goal? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and at the end of the day, if, if you didn't have an audience, then do you have a song? And it's like that old adage of the yeah, tree yeah. falling and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that the audience does exist, we assume the audience exists, that means that we have to cater and tailor to that audience in some way. Yeah. And in order for the audience to do that, they need to buy into it. 
Because right. there's some bands which you can listen to a song and you're like, oh, that sounds great. But then they see the band or they listen to other songs. They're like, I'm just not into that whatsoever. Yeah. Or that song doesn't make any sense. How the hell did that band have such a good hit? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Bands so. purposely tailor some releases to that as well, don't they? Where they'll be like, oh, we're just going to release this one because this is like a summer club Ibiza banger. Yeah, yeah. The rest of our stuff is melancholic, experimental, Scandinavian yeah. Um, yeah, folk. But we're just going to put out this little like yeah. samba thing for the for the yeah. summer playlist and you go and check them out and you're like this is nothing yeah. like I thought. but i mean you know a good example of that mm. is um maroon five mm. right because a lot of us will have got into maroon five listening to songs about jane oh yeah, yeah what an album that exactly is. it's an absolute banger of an album but if you had to ask me to listen to maroon five's latest album I'd, I'd rather, you know, get Come. carrot cake in my ears. <laughs> Forget it. Just like, there, two carrots. Exactly. One in each ear. A little harder on the left. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that there's a really good example. I've got yeah. no idea what that that uh, band's deal is. Yeah, yeah. And like how they made that change or like what their vision was. Yeah. And I just got the feeling that they actually hated that first album, but it got them where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And they're rocking and, you know, power to them for doing it i just don't get it well that's a mad i never thought about it like that like they probably hate songs about jane yeah they're probably fed up of it yeah because it got them to where they wanted to be yeah it's like kings of leon with sex on fire yeah yeah but so that album that uh only by the night Mm -hmm. i always confuse the two because the one before that is called because of the times yeah and i always flip those two yeah right so because of the times it's got charmer on it hasn't it what an album right so yeah amazing i think i think only by the night's pretty good album as well but right so that's that's them they were doing their like uh i don't know like more niche stuff Mm. say uh even though it wasn't very niche but you know what i mean and then that's the poppy album that breaks them big and then they have to stick on they want to stick on that wavelength whereas songs about jane was the credible album yeah. And then they went poppy. Yeah. Yeah. So then what's the deal the, there? How well does they, that happen? They, well, then know. you get the impression that other people were involved who needed to make money from yeah. them. Right. Okay. And they they may have they may have had less say. Yeah. They should yeah. have had about what they were going to. That's mad. Reduce. I never thought Maybe. about it that way around. I was always like, oh, they probably just would a cash cow after that. But then you have yeah, bands who like made an absolute. They they've made that thing their thing like 1975. Mm. Every single album. Is entirely different, mm. and that's their thing. I suppose the thing with them is it's not entirely different. It's a different chapter of the 1975, but it's still the 1975. Mm. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like, have you guys listened to Parcels? No. no. Okay, well, we can get to Stick that. Stick that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they had adverts, um, I think around town even, um, where certainly in London I saw some of the adverts up. Um, and it's like all these guys like hanging out the side of an aeroplane. And I was like, well, that looks interesting. Like you've got, mm. like there's a vibe on the go there. And then when I picked up the album and listened to it, the album is so consistent that I still see the image of them hanging out the aeroplane. I'm just mm. like, wow, it's a whole package. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they've got some freaking like amazing tunes on there. But it, it's just a really good example of here's a vision mm-hmm. and here's the vision executed. And it feels honest and it feels realized. Like they knew exactly what they were doing on every single track. Yeah. yeah. Um. And audiences trust that. So keeping on with vision a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to wrestle this back to photography a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. There was a point. So when I first moved to Liverpool, it was for uni back in 2000 and something like that. And uh, <laughs> there was a, but from where I'd come from, it was all like, you know, hardcore and rock and punk yeah. and metal yeah. and stuff. And there was... Um, a particular photographer that everyone was being photographed by in that scene and not just not just in my local area I mean like 
the UK, everyone sure. was being photographed by, I think her name was Marianne Harris. Sure. And it was like, if you haven't got a Marianne Harris photograph, what are you even doing? Yeah, yeah. And we were one of the people that couldn't afford a Marianne <laughs> Harris photograph. But when I got to Liverpool, yeah. you were that guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm not were. sure if you would know that because obviously you're you don't you tend not to know that about yourself. Yeah. But when we got when I got to Liverpool, it was everyone had or was gonna get a Mike Britt's photograph oh, photo shoot for their for um, well, you know we did it and well we did it twice. <laughs> and, um, and I think when you saw them as well, you knew. Yeah, and you could definitely tell instantaneously. There's a, like, there's a photo that photo. you took of Esco Williams on Bold Street. I yeah, think it is. Yeah, yeah. And you see that, and I'm like. I can. I know that Mike Britz yeah. took that. Um, so from a with a vision from talking talking about it. Sorry, let me start that sentence again. So when we were talking about vision, you were someone who's clearly, well, I would say, has clearly got a vision that you can sure. then see replicated on the screen. How important do you think that is in photography? Is it just the case of what you said before about like head versus heart, or well, mm. not head, pocket versus heart, um, and. If anyone who is wanting to become a photographer mm. um, professionally or semi-professionally, do you think being a standout and unique in the way that your photographs were and your photo shoots were, how important do you think that is now? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, and it's, it's, it, I guess it's not so straightforward to answer mm. um, because there's, there's, there's two distinct things that I guess you're talking about there. And the first one is the look of the photo, right? Um, and it took me a while uh, for it to click in my head, like what makes a picture pop? Um, and there's a lot of photographers that I that I helped out along the way and some got it, some didn't get it and some, I very rarely did I actually see anybody else replicate it. Um, and that made me question myself in terms of like, is it only me that can do the, that style? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, once again, that's a bit of a, an ego trip, but um, I did question it. Um, and one of it, uh, the one part of it is technique, right? I knew how to set lights up to get us things in a specific way. So, um, you know, I had a, a specific light rig that I would take out. And there's nothing special to it. Mm-hmm. I can replicate that with any sets of lights, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd take that light rig out um, and I'd make sure that I'm, you know, backlighting people appropriately. I'm balancing my uh, daylight versus my flashlight. Um, and that would give it that style. People would know, you know, what's up straight away okay. uh, on the shot. But that speaks nothing of the content of the shot, right? That's mm-hmm. that's like saying, you know, I've got a Taylor guitar or I've got, you know, some really hot gear in the studio. You yeah. Know, yeah. Insert nerd things here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but is the song any good? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. there, there's the difference. Um, and the shoots that I did in that style, they were, they were terrible shoots. You know, people didn't like that. I mean, there weren't many, thankfully. Mm. Um, but I, I remember doing some shoots with people where they just didn't use any of the photos. Right. Um, and and I was like, okay, maybe they're waiting for a release. And I, ch- I chose to tell myself that. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was like, okay, that just didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other people, um, it did. And uh, the the content just it just happened to work yeah. like like really really well. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it, you know if you're talking to uh, photographers who are, who are up and coming, yeah, um, it's it's important to have a style, right? But you can't focus on obtaining that style because you may not if if you don't have one already, yeah. you're probably not good enough to have it, one. It just needs sense. to happen. It yeah. needs to be a natural thing, yeah. It is. And and the only thing to do over there is to practice. And yeah. to practice, you need to uh, for me it was just a thing of something clicked in my head of how to compose lights and I was like, 
oh, that would look good. Mm. Um, and and that, as I say, it just comes down to, are you going to get your camera out? Are you going to shoot people every yeah. single day? Um, and are you going to experiment? Yeah. Uh, I took thousands of terrible, terrible pictures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and I, even I had lights. I had the best gear. And those pictures were still really bad. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but as soon as I got that feel, and I was like, ah, oh, I like that. It's mm -hmm. And any drawing artist will tell you the same thing. How do you get your style? It's like, you just practice drawing until you're like, I love the way this looks and yeah. the way this feels. And everything up until then was trash. Or it's or it's accidental and you just one day you're like, oh, I've been doing this the whole time and I didn't realize I was doing it. Yeah. That's the same with playing an instrument yep. and stuff, you know? So like, as a photographer... Or, and I suppose, again, extend it to whatever creative field you're sure. working in. Um, how, how, I mean, maybe this is a case of how, how the industry is, but like, should people stick to their style no matter what? And they're like, this guy wants me to take this kind of photo, but I don't do that. So, mm. fuck. or, you know, should people, and we do it a lot in music, should you bend to go, well, that one's going to mm. maybe open this door or pay this bill? How, yeah. how important do you think that is? So I think there's two sides to that coin. Yeah. Um, the first is, um, well, my, my gut response was you've got to be flexible, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I want to do this and this is what I do. Yeah, I would uh, say the same. You've got to be flexible and you've got to think, okay, how do I you know, shift my paradigm on this? How do I get... Because that's growth in a nutshell, right? It's, oh, actually, I'd never tried that before. Let me give it a go. Or here's a new idea. Let me give that a go. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be, you, you're not going to go far in life unless you have that kind of mentality. So that's the first side of it. The other side of it is, um, you'll never eat at a restaurant that does Indian food, full English breakfasts, yeah. uh, Chinese, as mm -hmm. well as chip shop doing fish. And, you know, you go past a restaurant and you go, nah, you're okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, your menu is <laughs> literally out the door. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Um, but you, if, if I told you, listen, there's a, um, a margarita pizza shop around the corner mm -hmm. and, and they just, they just do margarita pizza and you think oh, that's a terrible idea he's like yeah, yeah but there's a queue out the door it is the best margarita pizza yeah um, th those are the two extremes mm -hmm. I should have gone with cake shouldn't I yeah Dang it. No, but it's food it's food it's yeah. all good <laughs> um, I'm starving <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so this, the, those are two extreme examples uh, and the one is far more successful than the other always right. um, so yeah it's good to to be flexible and to be versatile in how you do things and how good yeah. you are and you got to learn it on the job right like you, oh, sometimes yeah. you don't you don't know it until you do it yeah you know yeah and sure. surely it'll depend on as well what it'll depend on at what stage in your career you're at because sometimes you've just got to be flexible yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it yeah and also it will depend on the type of career that you want Mm -hmm. So if you if if your career is the kind of like I don't want to belittle, belittle this in any way whatsoever, but like the wedding photography, well then you will bend to somebody mm -hmm. else's needs because that's your market. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing it from but through more of like an artistic artistic kind of adventure. well your own artistic identity, I suppose. Yeah. Isn't then it? you will that's be a wanky more. Sentence. Then you will mm -hmm. be more like forceful on that side. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, I'll. I'll probably like I'm a singer, yeah. but I'm I won't I, I don't think I'll ever venture down the back and singer route. I'll always just be a lead mm. a lead singer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you just want all the attention on you. Yeah. Which is an ego that's trip. What it is. Yeah, well I mean it works like Basically. in production is the same. Like I've been in we're we're recording right now in uh Sapphire Music and I've uh, I've been in here three sessions in two days and the first session was like a pop um sort of summer tune. Second session is this like dark 
kind of rag and bone man sounding thing mm. and today's session was a country folky artist yeah, yeah. and like i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of country yeah although lee houston who i know is listening to this is actually slowly turning me into a country fan but yeah. um <laughs> but the uh but but like i'm not gonna go i don't i don't do that because I'm just not at that point in my career. Yeah, and maybe, like, point. don't get me wrong, I can't wait till I'm like 60 and someone's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm obviously listening yeah, to country. country there you go. <laughs> if it ain't country, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like that Tom Segura thing where he's like, I don't need any more friends. I've got enough friends. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'd love to get to that point, but that's that's something that you do when you're 70 or 80. Uh, yeah. Yes, I know. Because I think. Um, and once again, it's it's really nuanced. Like, uh, yeah. Shell, you brought up wedding photographers before. Um, I got married last year. No, two years, two years ago. I'll edit this bit out so she, you, you're <laughs> like, I'll cut in here and it'll be like, I got married on this date at this time. <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> no, I, I got married October, not last year, the year before, mm-hmm. and um, we had to, one of the one of the parts, the stressful parts for me at least, was uh, picking out a photographer. Oh, shit, of course it was, yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> didn't even think about that. <laughs> so uh, it, for me, I got I, like, my wife was great enough to give me a list of like thirty photographers and their websites, like on a single Excel spreadsheet, because she rolls like that. <laughs> um, and um, so I I kind of clicked on on every one, and I'll be honest, by the end of that list, I was furious like i was beside myself angry at some people and how they portray themselves as a photographer or even a wedding photographer mm. uh, when it's just clear that they've got a nice camera oh, no. you know what i mean yeah um and yeah that's a it's, it's a tricky thing because you can take a nice picture with a nice camera a lot of people can um but it takes something special to be a wedding photographer and even as a wedding photographer, you can have a style um, that just pops out. Mm-hmm. Like I've got some friends, a friend of mine, Ofra in Canada. She like her style, like you just see a wedding photo and you're like, that's Ofra style straight mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that if someone says, oh, you know, what if we did photos like this or like that? She'd be like, yeah, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she, she got them all pulling moonies. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> definitely one of her pictures. <laughs> so there's certain things where she'll probably like accommodate somebody but never actually output that picture in the end because hmm. uh, she knows what she's good at and like how she actually outputs uh, a good picture and what, what she'd be willing to put in a portfolio. Um, and even the guy who did our photos, Dom, mm. his his photos are a world apart from Ofra's pictures, yeah. right? Uh but so good, like like so so good, mm-hmm. um, and he's got like this flash photography style, and he loves like shooting at night. Um, and on the day of our wedding, there was a hurricane. It was Hurricane oh. George, or I can't remember what his name was at the time, <laughs> but it was literally the like one of the only proper hurricanes that hit Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it it was literally the Mersey had waves coming over the dock. Oh, yeah. But I said to him, let's go to the docks <laughs> on that <laughs> night. And in the middle of the night, there he was. And he just, thankfully, he was good enough to, to take my advice on board. And I was just like, get a light behind us. And it just happened to fit his style. And yeah. he, you see, he was flexible in that scenario, maintained his style. Mm. Uh, and the photos just came out like absolutely banging. So even in a, in a niche, you can still turn around and say to somebody, 
uh, yeah, I'll listen to what you've got to say and I'll try yeah. and accommodate you. But at the end of the day, if this is not, if the product is not representative, I'm not proud of what I'm going to output. Yeah. I should be good enough to say to you, I'm really sorry, but that picture doesn't work. Yeah, right. Um, There's an art to that. There's an art to that kind of communication where you can say, you can take on, you can take someone's advice or sure. whatever it is, uh, suggestion on board and still make it work with your thing. Yeah, and yeah. but then there's also an art um to to what you mentioned about the your canadian friends um yeah. sort of thing of like you appease someone but you don't kind of put it out yeah. and there's an art to doing that as well and exactly not getting an email that says where's that photo of us where we were all doing star jumps and you're yeah, like oh, yeah yeah sometimes shit. a good contract can cover you in that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have something in place that says i can't guarantee you everything just, yeah. uh, that, that one file corrupted yeah, yeah. it was a it was a polaroid um, in a fire <laughs> it corrupted in a fire <laughs> I have a tendency to work super super hard to come up so I, I'm tr- attempting to work on an art project at the moment and I can't I feel like I've pinned down like initial uh, the, the cake concept mm. I feel like I've pinned about eight i think it is now of those down and each one has a very 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 minute difference but it affects the whole picture quite a lot just down to like mediums and things like that it's and then it creates a whole different vibe then you need to think in three years where's that vibe gonna go and then Mm. you don't want to go down that road you want to stick with this route so and i think part of the issue with that or part of my issue is because if i stick with an idea for too long i start to believe that it's no not good anymore it's mm. like I stick with it for so long that I'm like, uh, not not I'm over this, but more of just like mm. Mm, this can't, this is not good, this is yeah. not going to work. So then I then just start to like think of different avenues of how to change a little intricacy to make it flow in a different yeah. way. But then that starts changing the whole yeah. thing, and then the the initial thing that you want to do in the first place you, you find exasperating mm. because you can't actually pick a road. Yeah, but that's that that's. Yeah, not everyone's like that, though, are they? Some people get stuck on that one thing for the rest of their lives, and they'll spend the rest of their lives perfecting that one thing and be not want to move on to anything else. Whereas it sounds like you're saying you get fed up with that one thing and you want to move on to the next thing. I'm That's just serious. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, uh... <laughs> wait, go on, go on. You were, you, you were going to say something, and I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that you say that because often that's indicative of someone not having a cake. Yeah. It's someone having a slice, right? If you feel like one small thing can change it, then it's not a whole picture, is it? Because one small thing's allowed to change in a picture, it's a little picture. But if one small thing changes the entire thing, mm. then it's not an entire thing yet. So maybe I'm looking at it the wrong, the wrong way around. Yeah, I think it, it's it's about taking a slight, slightly bigger step back. And as I say, to artists of all calibers, is like it, it's the most difficult thing to do. The most experienced bands in the world don't do it. The mm-hmm. most experienced visual artists don't do it so yeah the, the bottom line is um it's just taking that that step back and actually understanding do i have a whole concept here mm. because i think we can often uh fool ourselves into thinking yeah i totally understand this from every angle but then somebody just prods it a little bit from one side and you're like oh hang on that means i've got to change the whole thing mm. uh, yeah. and then it's not a whole thing is it then it's a part of an idea because you can't shift you can't shift the mentality or you can't shift an entire concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The concept is, is is rock steady. There's just different ways to look at it. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta you shift gotta understand. Yeah. 
what where's the atom in that because you can't change it you can't split the atom without causing an, an atom bomb um, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah right that's nice i like that idea i like that concept yeah Atomic what? Atomic design. Design. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's a full-on concept. I saw it in one thing. I really latched onto it, and I was like, I love this because I feel like if anybody, if there's anybody who can like coin a design, it's you, <laughs> or coin a phrase and be like, Yeah, I made that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could take that away. I say it like it's a universal concept, and anybody I ever pitched to is like, Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Sick. Um, nice. Should we take this opportunity to move on to the next to the first segment? Go first segment. It. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Go for it. Do you do well by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the S? Is there any chance you can turn more it's like this? What's your plan B? What's Pat going to do when he's finished with the drums? In this section, we talk about the little things that might happen in different people's industries. So, at the end of that jingle, it says, what's Jack going to do when he's finished playing the drums? When he's finished with the drums. When he's finished with the drums. I mean, you always get corrected on that also for some reason. Do I? Yeah. Oh. Are you, you never... a listener? Get it right. <laughs> and so our friend Jack, when he was in university, every time his parents would ring his grandparents, his grandparents would say, what is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Which used to annoy the hell out of Jack because mm. Jack is actually a very successful drummer now. Yeah. So... And, you know, nobody would ever relate to that problem being a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So do you come across anything in your various working lives that only <laughs> that type of working environment would find? Um, yeah, so there's a few things. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> I definitely have been guilty of whatever these things are. Yeah, there's a few things. Uh, probably one of my pet peeves and... I'm a little bit guilty of even calling people out on this one mm. is um, I'll take a picture of somebody and then show them the picture and they go, wow, that's amazing. You've got a really good camera. Oh, <laughs> no. Does that actually happen? More than you would know. Uh, and I just I always no. have to say, I, I appreciate why you'd say that because you also have a camera on your phone and the pictures never look like this. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in your mind, the only difference is the camera. And the camera sure does help. I mean, I'm not criticizing the person for thinking that because mm -hmm. it's not completely inaccurate. No. But at the same stage, you'd like never... Imagine I went to your place and you cooked me a delicious meal. I was like, oh my God, that was the tastiest meal I've ever had. What stove do you have? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What knives did you use? You know, you just you just wouldn't say that. There's no fucking yeah. stove. This yeah. is all me. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave. <laughs> no, but it's um, it, it's the same thing. Now, it, it's probably a little bit egotistical to to put it to that because if you've got a really like crappy camera, it's sometimes difficult to get a good shot out of that. It's not impossible. I mean, it's it's doable, and there's been tests done that like people will take terrible cameras, mm -hmm. um, and produce amazing images. Uh, but it's about the vision on that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but having like a, a lens with a wide aperture and having that like soft background, you, yeah. you can't really do that unless you're using like portrait mode on the iPhone and suddenly the picture looks better. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get why people say that, uh, but you just wouldn't say that in, in any other industry. Imagine right. doing that with a singer. They got like They're like belting out this amazing like vocal part and then you're like whoa that sounds amazing you're like what microphone have you got yeah like, exactly. uh, <laughs> maybe that's not the focus right now yeah. <laughs> maybe it's all about me yeah exactly. so what do you think about people with these new like iphones and then boom things and everyone's like oh you can film your own videos now you don't need to pay people to do that mm. um i think 
the expected response there is, oh, come on, you know. But at the same stage, you've got to understand that industries are going to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're dead in the water if you become the incumbent. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to understand that people who are too precious um, about their industry, about the way that people want to consume media, are, are, are completely completely dead in the water. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Netflix is the perfect example of that, isn't it? They understood how we want to consume media. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to pay per episode of a show. Yeah. We didn't want to watch it on TV and be indoctrinated by adverts all the time. Yeah. We and, and before Netflix, and I'm talking like one or two years before, how often were you, did you see people post on Facebook, anybody know any good streaming sites? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, any good torrents for this movie or whatever it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that's because people wanted to, that's how they wanted to consume media. Mm-hmm. Now, when was the last time you needed to torrent anything? Yeah. It's so, so rare because people have understood how to consume it. So, yeah, in, in terms of people going out there, you've got to know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're happy with the quality of a selfie camera uh, and that's what you're going for, then who am I to say <laughs> yay yeah, or nay? Right. If you're happy as an artist with that, I should certainly can't you know contest that. Uh, but if you bring me the selfie footage and you say, oh, can you make this look a bit better, please? Mm. There's not much I can do for you in that situation. Yeah. I can tell you you shunned me away, but like now you need my help in the scenario. Unless we're going to do this properly, we're not going to do it at all, mm. kind of thing. Mm. So very sensible answer. Nice one. Yeah, not the answer you wanted, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to kick You're off. Just trying to no. stir the pot a little <laughs> bit. There. Um, I, I, but but if you do want me to kick off in, in that particular <laughs> scenario, uh, and I, and I did hint to this before, it's people who get the fancy camera mm. and then think they're a photographer. Yeah, yeah. because there's two very different things there Mm -hmm. and you'll see this a lot in winning industries and the problem is they price themselves in such a way where they think what a day's work for 350 quid (laughs) i'm doing that all day yeah Uh, but that's not even close to what a a wedding will actually cost yeah Yeah, yeah. and the reason for that is that person and and i'll speak on behalf of my wedding photographer dom i watched him work on that day and i was like i am not a wedding photographer (laughs) this man is insane his name's dominic lemoyne I'm mm-hmm. probably pronouncing it very wrong, mm-hmm. but you can probably find him on uh, Instagram and Facebook. He's is absolutely brilliant. We'll stick a um, link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, I'll, I'll see if I can provide said yeah, link. Yeah, um, <laughs> but really, and just the way he was running around the entire day, and then woke up the next morning because we had a storm on. He still agreed for us to get back into our wedding garb and take pictures the very next day. Um, now. I had no idea what camera he had or what the works is, but the fact is that attitude and that 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 work ethic and knowing how to compose those pictures. Mm-hmm. The people who buy the Canon 550Ds, and I'm not saying you shouldn't buy that camera, Sponsor but don't. Is Canon. Sponsor is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't have that camera. Those are great if you're going to learn about photography, and like, but then don't go out there and just start charging people because suddenly you you think you've got it. Mm. And I've met so many people and seen so many shots that are terrible and amateur and people can't necessarily distinguish between those shots. Yeah. And they see a half good shot that's half a stock photo from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, it's only 350 quid. I don't know why people are telling me about photographers are so expensive for the wedding. Yeah. They book these people and, and, and these con artists is what they are. End up ruining someone's special day. End up ruining someone's vision. And there's only one shot at that, and that's yeah. why you fork out every time for a wedding photographer. Can yeah. we talk about you guys getting up the next day and getting back into your wedding clothes? Yeah, of course you can. Did you have to get like your heads photoshopped on from the day before or something? <laughs> I, that's brave. We, we had no choice. <laughs> we had no choice. Yeah, that's my gripe, is when people 
buy a camera and assume they've got the title because, right, yeah. you know, even if you get the best camera and the best lens, you'll take some nice pictures. But I've got many, even, you know, people I know who are photographers that just, after years of still doing it, don't have that thing that you go, bang, yeah. what yeah. a photo. That takes mm. some balls to be, as well to be like, uh, I am this. Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about this a while ago, weren't we? We were talking about it in, re- in, re- in regards of, uh, we were talking about the term artist, yeah. calling yeah. yourself an artist. But just in like what you do, I mean... I've been producing for for years, but I still it's not the first thing. I, I don't like. I'm a producer. Yeah, yeah. Like because I don't know. You just don't feel like I don't know if I feel like I've earned it or yeah. or it feels a little bit like self righteous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and without sounding or trying not to sound too arrogant, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. You know, I probably have every right to say that. But then to have the balls to just buy something and go, now that I have paid money for this, then now I am this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you, but then you shit yourself when you go and like talk to people like you or like your brother yeah. who is yeah. in production and go, oh yeah. You go, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm not, I'm not this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I had somebody who, um, who took some pictures for me at some stage and they were talking about themselves as a photographer and talking about all the clients that they were working with. And they were like big names. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to. And then he handed over a bunch of raw images for me to edit because he just said, oh, you, you can go ahead and edit them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't use a single one. Yeah. And I was just like, come on, dude. Like, come on. What, what's, what's the story there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But this, I, it, it's interesting that you, you, you bring up that uh, that point, Alex, about how do you call yourself that? And I think yeah. there's there's two parts to it. And the first, there's always two parts, right? Um, <laughs> always seems uh, to be. Yeah, the top half and the bottom half. Okay. <laughs> um, so the uh, the first one is it makes it easier if that thing is your living, right? Yes. If it pays for your entire life and accommodates your lifestyle comfortably, mm-hmm. then by all means, call yourself a professional producer. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you're doing. People are paying you and you do nothing else. That just gets you through on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, you're entitled to call yourself that at that point. Um, and the other thing is, it makes it easier to have conversations with people. Um, yeah, I guess. When people ask me, what do I do? Uh, now it's a bit trickier because I'm just like, yeah, I'm like my own business and I mm-hmm. do this and I do that. But actually, um, back in the day, it was just easier for me to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even now, sometimes from time to time in conversation, depending on how I know it will land, I, I can comfortably call myself a photographer and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to kind of have that uh, the ability to say it because it makes it a bit easier in conversation, mm-hmm. and especially if you know you're going to hold yourself up. Because uh, yeah. oh, I I do you know I, I kind of work in a studio and I do yeah. All, yeah it, people eventually in the conversation it's it's just better to stick to something and just yeah, say yeah I'm out. a photographer. Let's carry on mm. yeah, with yeah, this yeah. because yeah, so much easier. It yeah. does, yeah. It's easier, and yeah. So then, I guess the guy picking up the um, I don't know, whatever, whatever camera you said before, the uh, Canon that... five fifty. You can yeah. buy it uh, from <laughs> our website. No. <laughs> um, so is that like another gripe? I would say, was that like a gripe that come off the first gripe of what? Uh, what we were saying before, like things that you find in your industry that you're like, oh. Or that would only happen in that. We're saying that no, that happens in any industry, really, doesn't it? Well, that's the thing, though. That's the that's what we've slow. What we're slowly discovering is that 
everything that we think is quirky to that particular industry actually has an equivalent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it probably has equivalents in, in uh, an equivalent in something that's not creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you'd know better than us. Yeah. You're Mr. Businessman over there. You're a growed <laughs> up. <laughs> King of the gas. Um, so the, the, the gripe, and this is, a, this is a common little gripe that I actually, and this is a true nasty in in my soul i can feel it <laughs> that sounds this like is a, my favorite that sounds like a, a genre of film yeah, a true, true nasty a true nasty <laughs> um yeah it's um when people have a fancy expensive camera mm-hmm. uh, and they're lining up to take a picture of their loved one and in a very crowded place or whatever Aww. it is and then you see the camera go flip and the little flash just pops up yeah and i'm like i know you're in full auto mode right now <laughs> and you're going to use flash in a way that's going to just ruin the shot and not only that but you're going to stand there for 45 minutes trying to figure this out <laughs> uh, and what's even worse is when i can tell someone's being paid to do that oh um, no so i wouldn't have an issue if you just turned flash mode off you slid all the auto settings fine you're getting the shot mm-hmm. but as soon as that front light comes on the camera forget it that person doesn't know what they're doing i i hate that little thing when you take a picture and it flashes up that's yeah. so irritating and, and you, you're like cool and it goes and you're like oh fuck like, who yeah, yeah. who uses flash like that anymore like i feel like even you more amateur people would still Does, not like be like no you don't just don't do that <laughs> that's why that double down. kills me <laughs> double because i used to do it right when i started off i was like i didn't know why it's doing this mm. and so i'm not slating the fact that they're, that they're amateur Stupid. but oh. yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> But it's. I think the thing that irritates me is that air of confidence that comes yeah. with it, and you're like, "Oh, excuse me, can I take my picture now?" Flick, and you're just like, "Oh, just, just." <laughs> Isn't that <sighs> always the thing that annoys you? Because if someone's like, "Oh, you know, I'm totally new to this. I'm just playing about," you'd be like, "Oh, whatever." Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, it's, so, it's when yeah, someone yeah, steps yeah. up to the mark yeah, yeah. and makes a big announcement about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's when you're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. What about iPhone flash? Does anyone actually use that? What's the apart no. from for trying to find the keys or the, something that's yeah. fallen down the back of the couch? Yeah. When have you ever taken a picture and it's flashed on iPhone and looked good? No, never. Never. That's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, you and you hate yourself for it also when it happens. <laughs> yeah. That's like the dustiest part of my whole user interface <laughs> yeah. on my phone is that flashlight. Yeah. But when it comes on, I'm like, why? Yeah. And the thing is, it com- you're, whether you're taking the photo or being or having a photo taken of you, it's awful. Because yeah. if you're the person yeah. taking the photo, everyone who's who's in the picture goes, oh, turn the photo. And you're like, yes, I know, I know. Yeah, turn yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're having that picture taken of you you now look like shit on someone's phone yeah there's a terrible no matter how good you look you look you have the shiniest forehead in the (laughs) whole world the best is when you're like gigging somewhere and you're just doing like a funny little acoustic set and and someone will like go to video yeah you get two you get two people you get the person who videos you and is brazen about their flash they don't care that that flash flash is on they're just like that is in your face better than the stage lighting for sure yeah 100% (laughs) and they're there for like a minute two minutes yeah Yeah, just filming the whole thing (laughs) flash and then you get the people who are like trying to do it on the slide and then the flash goes off and they go, oh. And, they yeah. back to and you just know that they're, they're like, posting, yes. you just know that they're posting on Instagram just to be like, oh, there's music on in this place that I oh. am right now. Not to be like the band's good or, yeah. or like anything like, yeah. you know, yeah. complimentary. It's like, look how trendy my life is. Yeah. I'm in a place that's got live music on. I think yeah. that's such a great can of worms to, to, to tip over a little yeah. bit because <laughs> that whole thing of I'm capturing this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is and and i i don't know if it's good or bad or not like my gut says it's bad mm-hmm. right where people uh-huh. like just they, they obsess over capturing things um 
And at weddings, it's, uh, I don't know why we keep coming back to this. Maybe because all weddings have cake. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, at my wedding, I said, there's no phones during the service. Yeah. Because yeah. we've paid a professional photographer to be here. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad we did because you look back at those pictures and you can just see people paying attention. So mm -hmm. they're not living through that, the filter of their phone. Um, whereas I shot a wedding uh, for my brother-in-law and they didn't make that announcement or if they did, I missed it. Mm -hmm. But there was a guy, and Huey, if you're listening to this, this one's shouting out. He's not. <laughs> but genuinely, this guy stood in the aisle Whoa. with his phone out and his purple cover that was one of those flappy ones. It oh, looked like he was reading man. a book. And it was awful. Because you know what? The thing that killed me the most, if it was like someone who was going to give it to the nan who couldn't make it, yeah. or something like that, fine. Yeah. Huey is not even direct family. Oh. And this guy's got a hundred thousand pictures, and so do I of him. <laughs> the bride's just, coming just down the aisle. Every single photo of them is just him in the you way. You just see little Huey in the background, like that, with his phone oh, out. No. Oh, fucking Huey! He, exactly. If you're listening to this, Huey, meet me up. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck Huey. <laughs> um, oh dear. Shall we move on to everyone's favourite segment? Uh, yeah, go on. Uh, insert. George isn't here right now. He's obviously making love to his car. But um, insert George here. E, oh my God. Who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? Okay, that was cool. It worked again. <laughs> well, just like last week. It worked perfectly last week. Um, what have we been listening to, folks? Uh, go on, I'm going to pass you over for this one. To me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've actually been listening to stuff this week. I've been a bit short of things of late. Um, however, I have been listening to the new Falls album. Oh, nice. How pretty is it? Good. It's Good. I was expecting it to be terrible, mm. um, but then I saw the artwork. The artwork does look good. Great. Yeah, it does. And I was like, you know what? And I'm, I don't know. That probably informs a lot of my yeah. <laughs> decision on whether it's good or not. You know, Falls is a really interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, because I absolutely loved the early, early Falls stuff. Yeah. Cassius and all those tunes. I really thought they were pioneering something. And the later stuff was never bad. It was never like, oh, what are you guys doing? It was mm. never bad, but it lacked a little bit of that super character je ne sais quoi yeah that, yeah exactly that french word. i actually joined them a bit later and had to go back and discover that stuff oh really um yeah because i thought at the time when they came out with that cassius yeah um sort of that I, I, they were too trendy for me okay i was too into heavy metal and yeah and hip-hop <laughs> which i which i think is fair enough also because there was a sound that was trying to be something super current wasn't yeah it, it was yeah. like look at this new indie yeah. explosion but it's it's really good i mean it's not like don't be wrong, it's not a 9 out of 10, yeah. but um, it's it's a solid 7 out of 10. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, I've also been listening to, and I have no idea how to pronounce this, it's just H-N-N-Y, so I'm going to go with Honey. Sure. But again, the artwork's great, and they've got an EP out, which again, super, super trendy, but it's like 2014, 12, 30, 31, so the 31st of the 12th, 2014. Okay. Um, EP, it's all soundscape -y. Very indie, very trendy again, but really nice. Can't you just can't deny with it that it's that it's yeah. not good. And the final thing is, as you know, Shell, I'm a massive Grillers fan. Uh, mm -hmm. Damon Albarn's new uh, project. So it's probably I don't, it's not even that new to be fair, but they've got a new album out uh, called The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. Okay. The album's called Maryland, and it's well cool. It's this like spooky kind of scrunchy so very them very grillers in but it's like grillers if they didn't have synths it's like grillers if they oh. just had 
acoustic guitars and oh, that like, seems to appeal a lot less to me and spiels and stuff Oh, yeah. It's really do it's like really a cool. good Glock. It's a bit. <laughs> you know, I'm, when I'm Don't showering in the morning, it's just pure Glockenspiel. <laughs> <laughs> so hipster, classical yeah. Glockenspiel. And you know what? Halfway through one of the tracks, the uh, the drums came in. And I just uh-huh. said I had to stop the shower. Yeah, fuck that. Early. Get the Glock back on the clock is what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Mike, what have you been listening to this week uh, or recently? Yeah. I have been absolutely obsessing over the new Vampire Weekend stuff. Cool. It's insanely, insanely good. God, that takes good. me back. Yeah, but so I, I similar to, to you, Alex, I joined Vampire Weekend late. Right. So I wasn't around for A-Punk. I wasn't around for Contra, oh, right. any of those albums at all. Uh, I was back in South Africa where we were listening to wind chimes. <laughs> um, and glockenspiels. <laughs> yeah. You keep it sacred, buddy. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's... Um, so I, I just... It, I, I knew of them, but never listened to it. And then mm-hmm. when they brought out that Modern, modern Vampires album, um, I just moved to Liverpool-ish. And... Um, yeah, listen to that, and it was just—it still is one of my top like five favorite albums. Right, cool. Uh, so they hadn't brought out stuff for about five years, and their new stuff—it's just great, man. Like, there's a song called Harmony Hall, and it feels—it feels a bit to me like seventies acoustic guitar clap along, have a great time. Oh, cool. Uh, but then they've also got a song called Twenty Twenty One, which is like a minute forty. Mm. Uh, in contrast to Harmony Hall, which is like four minutes long, yeah, uh, and it's got like a like a small sample in it, and it feels so sincere, right? Okay, and the writing feels so like poetic, and yeah, I'm I'm banging. So it's a Vampire Weekend all day. Sick, alright. Um, I've also, whenever I fly anywhere, mm. um, <laughs> is not the name of a song. Uh, you listen, you um, listen to R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's uh, whenever i go to the bathroom <laughs> no um it's uh, i always listen to boniver um and not old boniver mm-hmm. like new boniver to the point where every time i go into spotify i was like you okay hun <laughs> you're back on the barn are you um <laughs> Uh, yeah, the his his twenty two million album is just it's it's my favorite album of all time, Sick. and um, every now and again, I, like I try to stay away from it for as long as yeah, possible. But you find yourself just coming just back. So, and every time I listen to it, I'm just like, this is better than it was mm. when I last remember it. And you find yourself apologizing to Spotify, going, "I'm sorry, I just couldn't yeah. keep away in Spotify." You know, you know, you know Spotify. <laughs> you're, no, you you. Wouldn't you love it good. if Siri was Scouse? That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you know and like it doesn't recognize what you say and, and like it's like I cannot find anything on then if if, if, if Scouts here just be like you fucking what what Shell's just got this terrible Shell's head shake on the go I'm speechless anyway sorry speechless. go on you were saying um, so yeah uh, the Fun. other thing I've been um, so I've been obsessing over Wolfpack oh yeah just I didn't think it would be for me. And then I recently learned how to play Dean Town mm-hmm. badly, but I learned how to play it mm. in, in my creative in, endeavors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, just Wolfpack are just insane. They like yeah. so, so good. The, the Fearless Flyers mm-hmm. and uh, the latest thing, Hill Climber, just from beginning to end. Theo Katzman and that is just sublime. It's just I'm, uh, I'm yet to get into Wolfpack. Not, yeah. because, not because I don't think I like them. Yeah. Everything I've heard, I like. But I feel like you're either into them and you like like you said yeah, the obsessing yeah. over them yeah. or you just don't listen to them yeah and yeah. i'm not ready to 
have my whole everything sucked into something else just yeah, yet. Yeah, that's fair. So enough. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it. Like Ben, who's been on the podcast a few times, he's, he's banging to it. Like it seems like if yeah. you like Wolfpack, you fucking yeah. like Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, let me just let me just leave it on the side yeah. here. I'm I haven't got the time for this just yet. And that, then when I do, I'll jump in. That's that's fair enough. And it's also not one of those things which I'd like openly recommend to be like, oh, you need to listen to Wolfpack because a lot of it, like, you kind of have to. I don't want to say you have to get it, but you have to be open to the idea of it almost. Uh, and what I what I really, really liked about them... Okay, so Wolfpack are the best and the worst band to see live at the exact same time. Okay, And they're the best band to see live because the musicianship is out of this world. Like, seeing Joe Dart on bass is just... It, it's crazy good. Okay, uh, And just the way they can swap instruments because, like... Jack Stratton will be struggling with a piece and he's like, Woody, come help me out. And Woody will get off the freaking things and start playing. And it's it's like, what the hell's going on over here? How right. are you all this good? Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, it's absolutely the one of the best live shows I've ever seen. The downside to them is the audience is full of musicians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're all shouting out keys and they've got no idea how to dance because yeah. they're always on stage rather yeah. than being the audience. Uh, the amount of dudes I had put their butt into my crotch in a single <laughs> evening was awful. And I'm not joking, like, it was awful. I had, I've never been in a worse crowd in my life. They have really? no crowd etiquette whatsoever. <laughs> and I moved. That's the weird part. I thought, no, nah, I'm getting away from this dude. Went to another place and still I had, like, beard on me at some point. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, it was awful. I was, I, was, I was in London to watch it and, no, I would not recommend the crowd i Get thought seats. musicians would be good crowd members because they see what's going on Nah, they don't know what to do i don't know what to do when i'm at a gig i just fucking stand unless it's a metal gig i have no idea i just stand there with my arms crossed like the, I, I like wish. this right now yeah. this is good but the thing is like i think for wolf for them they're like oh it's so sick and like they don't know what to do that this is so <laughs> sick <laughs> <their> energy <laughs> Whereas in a metal gig, like you get it, that's like you, the whole you, point. You, you yeah. thrash about and it's expected. Whereas like lo-fi funk, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> a bit more niche. You know, people like doing these, like you're not know, like a baby dancer with just like all knees and hips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's bizarre. Dude, I can picture that. That's sick. So we got Vampire Weekend and, and Bonnevere. Bon yeah, awesome. Bon Links in the show notes as always. Yeah. Shell, what have you been? Uh, probably not listening to because you don't listen to music. I have proudly been listening to nothing this week. I've heard of it, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of that. I knew this day was going to come. <laughs> the one day when Shale's got absolutely nothing. And the reason why I know this is because I've not given you anything this week. No, it's not. No, it's not. I've just been busy. It's been a busy week and I've been listening to like a fuck ton of podcasts. So you've not listened to any music? My time has not been invested. I've probably listened to music in like passing ways. By accident. Yeah, by mm, accident. You know, right. somebody else has had it on or whatever, but I haven't listened totally to didn't, it. Totally didn't mean to listen to that music. I just did. Ugh. Are we going to wrap it up? We are, but Go with on. the promise that we can do another one next time we're in Liverpool. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of... Because I feel like there is so many avenues that we could like we could talk for hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And as if it was a podcast. About, <laughs> as if it was a podcast. And um, yeah, so I want to reconvene and yeah, talk about your alternate realities and wormholes and shit. <laughs> yeah, we that's opened, a whole new world. We opened a few little cans of worms, a few yeah. cans of wormholes. Yes. <laughs> we it should uh, elaborate sometime, but we got to go to a gig. Yeah. yeah, let's let's have yours as a break-off show. Part <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do that. Um, we'll put all the links to your everything in the show notes. Sure. Um, but if people want to follow you, where should they head? 
Uh, Instagram is probably the best yep. source of material. Uh, it's just Mike Brits, all uh, lowercase. Oh, I thought bastard. it was called source of material. You got your own name. Well, I hate you people. I can't have my own name. Someone's yeah. got it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody else got Mike Brits, but I always make sure I'm first on mm. the. Like, I've got MikeBrits at gmail.com. Like, no, you fuck have you. not. I absolutely do. <laughs> oh. But I got Gmail, like. Back in the day where they're like, email could be done with a G. <laughs> All right, and, and for that, for being such a lucky, lucky twat, <laughs> everyone can email you now that you've given your email yeah. address out. <laughs> I, I've got a really quick story to tell Go you. On, on on please do, please do. So I've got a friend in South Africa called Nsako Vuyomukansi. Okay, of course you do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he he was being really cool when he got his Gmail address, and I influenced him to get a Gmail address. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm gonna just try ntsako at gmail.com," and he got it. Yeah. Right. And I was like, "Well, wow, that's just your first name." And she was like, "Well done, mate." Uh, and years <laughs> later, he's like, "Hey, remember remember I gave you the whole?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, really cool email." He's like, "Nah, terrible idea." I was like, "Why?" He said, "A lot of people in South Africa don't realize how email works." And they think that if you just give your name at gmail.com, then they'll magically get these emails. Oh. So, so many Nsakos in South Africa, <laughs> which is like, yeah, it's Nsako at gmail.com. Oh, and shit. he just got thousands of emails from people who had no idea how email works. Oh, shit. <laughs> cultural oh. reference I will never understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, email, what's your name? Nsako must be at gmail.com. <laughs> Done. <laughs> And on that note, guys, Mike, it's been a pleasure. It has. Absolutely lovely. And, Thank uh, you. And also, email in Sacco. Email Mike. <laughs> and uh, too much sauce ruins the fries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Bye.